real quick before uh, Kim and, uh, and Christine come up, I just want to kind of reiterate a little bit about the Source Wichita and who we are. I always feel like when we do this, it's important to, to um, remind us of the vision for the Source Wichita and for the vision, the vision for the hub that the Lord has given us. And so something you need to know about the Source is that our heart and what we felt, the led, uh, felt led by the Lord to move into as a ministry is to be a discipling and equipping ministry. So that means that we want to um, unite with other believers in Christ. We want to help encourage each other, build each other up, disciple each other, and equip each other for the work of the ministry that the Lord has called us to. So when a disciple equip and send, we want to embrace our roles and our calls. And so that's us getting into that deep, intimate relationship with the Father, finding identity, and then after presenting ourselves as pure and living sacrifices, testing to see what the will of God is. And as he, as he reveals that to us individual, individually and corporately, well, then we have a better idea, so to speak, of how we're supposed to function in, in the body and then in the world. And so we receive our purpose. We understand more about our destiny in Christ. And so we do that on an individual level. So collectively, we're saying we want to build up everyone into the work that God has called them to. And so something that we've seen happen as we've begun to move in this direction is the Lord has given us, has given us vision for something we call the hub, which is kind of a marketplace for ministry. It's where multiple ministries and organizations exist and we're multiple people who, who are living out that call and moving towards that call in their life. They're coming together and they're being resourced. They're being fed. They're resting. They're being discipled. They're being poured into, loved, encouraged. All of those things that the body of Christ is supposed to be doing for one another. And so it's been really cool to see how out of this little group of people that God has called. And, and we've seen people stepping into their roles and their calls. And, uh, and really saying yes to what the Lord wants them to be doing. And so one of the things that has come up recently for my wife, Kim, and for my sister-in-law, Christine, is that the Lord, is, the Lord has opened a door and has called them to go to South Africa to do some, some mission work there. And it's not mission in the typical sense that maybe you thought mission before. And so we're going to give them an opportunity to come up and kind of talk a little bit about what's going to be happening in South Africa. They're going to give you all the details of when and who and where and what and why and all those things. And so we're going to give them an opportunity this morning to talk about that. And then I assume you'll maybe open up for questions if people have any kinds of questions. And so the main question that I have at the very end is um, how can we... How can we partner in prayer and, and intercession? And then also, how can we par partner financially? Because that's always a big need with people going overseas on mission. Sound good? All right, let's welcome Kim and Christine up. Well, uh, Kim, you want to start with uh, what you want to say about stuff, and we'll go back, back and forth. Is that good? Sure. Um, I'm going to start from way back. Um, not way back, it's a few years, I suppose. There's just been some stirring among our family, um, collectively. So my, my dad, my dad's family, right? So not just my branch of the family, not just Chris's branch of the family. Um, for South Africa, we didn't really know why. There was a time that Jason had a dream about this place called Elton Hill, 
um, felt real strongly about it. He's not a huge dreamer, and so it stuck with him. We wound up looking it up. It was this neighborhood in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, and so we knew at that time, at some point, we would probably be called to go there because God was stirring something. Um, a couple years later, just last year, this is going to sound really silly, but it, it was a real thing. And I don't believe in negating even just the small ways that the Lord will speak. Um, so last year, probably about this time, we were up in the library getting it all put together. One Saturday, it was Julia, who's not here, myself and Illy. And we had this big world map set out. Um, and Julia was just showing her different places in the world and all of this stuff. And I just said to her, I said, Illy, if we go on missions, where are we going to go? And so she just points to a place on the map. It's funny, I took a picture of it because it was in South Africa. It was the Johannesburg area. So just know that there's just been these little things kind of stirring. Um, I'm not sure why you want me to start because this has a lot to do with you. Wait, I want to say okay. my part of that. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> You're gonna I'm the bossy one. Head. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, this is so funny because she had this whole experience or their, their crew, and I had no idea about it. Um, they didn't tell me anything about that, and uh, God had told me, I don't know when it was, maybe a year ago, okay, probably a little bit more, but um, he said, the next place that you're going to go is South Africa, and I just kind of, this is how I work with God, I'm like, um, I don't know anyone in South Africa, God, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, I've gone on lots of mission, but I know people, you know, and he just said, you're going to teach in South Africa. And so I said, all right, we'll just see what happens. And and I guess I just trusted that the next place that I would go was South Africa, but had no idea how it would come to pass. And um, slowly but surely, um, it just one after the other, um, I started meeting people from South Africa that I wasn't seeking out. They would come to me for, I have a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff where I teach and and they would come and ask me questions about stuff and I'd help them and then I'd find out they're from South Africa you know and so anyway it just started more and more and okay I'll, I'll pass it back to Kim but I had to put that out there because we were totally separate and when we found out we were both called there it was like what so you need to keep going I do Okay, so <laughs> then I also, um, I have this online class that I do, um, and Kim does, she helps me. And so um, it's called Engaging Heaven, and it's intro to Engaging Heaven. And then I have an, a mentoring group for Engaging Heaven, too. But anyway, um, I had a lot of people join that I wasn't expecting. I thought maybe, you know, 10 people might join us online, and then I had 450 sign up for the first class. And so um, we just had a ton, and now we have like 900 in, in the group. And um, anyway, what has happened is I didn't expect all these people from the other side of the world to also want to join in. And, and I was just going to do it on Wednesday evenings, and I had so many from the other side of the world doing it that we started a Thursday afternoon because that's their evening, and they were going to get up in the middle of the night, and I thought they were crazy. And so anyway, um, so we ended up having, for some reason, a ton of people from South Africa. Yeah, I, more than any other country. 
um, we had a ton from South Africa, and none of them know each other. So it was real, real seemingly random, right? And uh, so we started developing relationship with a lot of them. And, um, yeah, it was just they kept saying, yeah, when are you coming here? And we're like, well, actually, <laughs> God has been calling us. And so um, we really didn't know why or what, except for probably we'd go there and teach. Um, but then God showed us a whole lot more. So do you want to talk a little about that? Sure. So there was one gentleman in particular who was in this class who, it's. I'll just say it's real interesting doing these online classes because it's very apparent, even though we're not meeting them in person, um, there are certain people who are in these classes who you can just tell these people are like part of our tribe, right? Like there's just this instant connection. You're instantly family. It's It seems like the strangest thing, but it's totally a God thing. Like he brings them there to connect, and this is how it is. So there's this one gentleman um, who, after he went through, he was in the first session, the first six-week session, um, and he would email or message every now and then for prayer, mostly for South Africa, because there's a lot of turmoil going on there right now. There's a lot of racial tensions. There's a lot of um, just real civil unrest. So there's corruption in the government. There's trying to overthrow the government. There's rioting and um, murdering and pillaging and there's, you think about America, and we have this racial tension that's going on right now, and it's apparent, and it's been, it's flared up so much, or at least to me, it seems like it's flared up so much in the last few years, um, but it is, it's to the extreme there. It is complete division of people, and people groups, um, and to me, just immediately when he would ask us to pray about this, to me immediately, it's like, where is God in this? Like, God's, his will is not for division among people, and his will is not for hatred among people, and it's for love. And to me immediately, and this is because part of who I am, part of what God has shown me, who I am, um, and kind of my role, and a little bit of my identity, and you know I'm passionate about, about identity, but it's because he's shown me so much about it, um, but part of that is, I, uh, I don't know how to say this well, he has me drive out darkness um, from the enemy, from Satan, I'll just be real clear, that's the darkness I'm talking about. He, it's very clear in scripture that we are the light, right? Because we have him, because Jesus is in us, we are the light and we carry that light and the darkness cannot stand against that light, right? Um, and it is because of God the Father, it is because of Jesus, it is because of the Holy Spirit and the connection that we have with them that makes that possible through us. Um, so anyway, this is part of who I am, is he just... I mean, I've been working on Wichita for years now. Um, there's been a lot of darkness here. And I feel like we're taking back ground. And it's a big deal. Like, even just one city block is a big deal to take back from the hands of the enemy. Um, so it's just about driving out darkness. Um, so when this guy emailed us about this, I immediately was like, oh, like, I just had a tug in my spirit. Um, I talked to Christine, 
and Trish, whom I don't know if many of you know her, but she's on a bench of three with us. And when I say bench of three, this is just three of us who have been called by God to kind of steward the vision of this of the source. And so what we do is we get together or we do individually and we seek the Lord, we seek the Father's will, we come together, and it's really awesome because it's always the same, because God is sovereign and he is good, right? Um, and then we go forward with what he wants for us as collectively as the source and then as individuals as well. Um, so we did that. We came together, and it was kind of funny because I talked to Christine about this, and I was like, I really feel like there's something on this. I think we might be being called to go there sooner rather than later. Um, so we got together, and the three of us prayed about it. Um, and we just we stepped into his presence. We sought his face, and we said, what is going on? And then I'll let you start talking about this. So um, I'll tell you this. It's a little wild. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to tell you what, what God has done and what he showed us um, because it was beyond anything that we could come up with on our own and it was surprising to us. Um, but as we were seeking God together, um, he, uh, we, what we do is we engage in the heavenly places when we are together, okay? So um, if you don't know what that means, that's what I teach everybody to do, basically. But it's about um, actually doing what we see the Father doing, just like Jesus said. You know, and it's about actually focusing our hearts and our mind in the heavenly places and, and going, God, what do you want us to see from there that we can outwork in the earth? And it's like this all the time. So we get together to do this. Had no, We have no agenda. This is kind of how it works. We just go, God, take us where you want us and show us what you want to see. And so um, we did. And what happened was he showed us that there was this covenant in South Africa, okay, we weren't actually seeking South Africa. I don't know if you remember this, but we didn't go in to seek South Africa. Well, when that's all we got, but that, that actually wasn't what we were doing. We were just like, whatever God. And so he showed us South Africa, and he showed us that there was this covenant that was made um, early on uh, in South Africa that was never completed. And I, I can't even explain that. I was like, okay, what is this about? And it had to do with the land, and it had to do with Jesus. And so anyway, he asked us to commit to um, basically complete this covenant on their behalf. Well, at least me, I'm thinking, I, you know, I have no authority in South Africa. I'm not from there, you know, I've never stepped foot on the land, nothing. And um, and God said, I want to give you the authority for South Africa to all of us, not just me, all of us. And so we had to make a commitment. We will steward that. And so anyway, we... And it was our option. I mean, he gave us, he gave us the option. He said, this is the covenant that was started and not completed. I'm asking you to step in and and it, it was, I don't know, it was very serious. Like, this was a blood covenant. It was very clear that this was a blood covenant. And he asked us to step in to where they left off, whomever they were, because he didn't show us that. I don't think it's important that we know those details. Um, 
But he gave us the option. He said, you can commit to this or you can step away and you can do either, but it's your option, but this has to be done. Yes, and so when we decided, okay, we will make this covenant, you know, by faith, we were signing a covenant with the Lord, um, and then Jesus signed the covenant with his blood, and that was, we were like, what, you know, that was wild, and um, at the same time, then what happened was we went, and he showed us all that was happening in their land, and just this bloodshed that would, I mean, there was blood in the ground, and it was just, um, it was not pretty and lots of darkness. It was like a cloud of darkness. Like a blanket of this fog of darkness just covering the land. Sorry. I, we should have had two microphones. Okay, next time. So it, when we look over this and he's showing us the land, there was like seriously this dark, thick blanket of darkness that is just covering the land that he's showing us this is what's causing all of this unrest. Um, I know that it looks like it's political and I know that it looks like um, other things, but the deepest root of it is the enemy. And he's been able to take so much ground there and he has power and control over so much of that land that you're seeing the fruit of it. This is, this is what's coming forth. Um, yeah, so um, as we basically started declaring and decreeing the things of God over the land, um, things started to change. And we saw light come in, and we, we saw this start to drive out the darkness. And then, I mean, even there was this huge drought in the southern part of South Africa. And it was for, I don't know, but at least a year. It was a long time to where they didn't have water to drink. They didn't have any of that. The northern part was pretty okay, but the southern part was terrible. And South Africa is not a third world country. It's, it's very developed. It's a, I think it's a colony of England. Isn't that right? or it was a colony, right? Um, but it's a, it's a developed country. It's not a third world, co world country where we typically think of people not having access to water and stuff. This is a developed city that has no water. Um, I mean, with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in it. Um, I think the last I saw, they had, they had had limits of like six gallons of water per family or something crazy, because um, they have running water, but. So um, as we were doing all this, then all of a sudden we saw these storms come in and it's like we were standing in the storms and it was tons of rain so much that it started to flood. And um, so we were just believing for that, right? We were believing for that. We were declaring that into the land and uh, it was just, we were led by God to do it. It wasn't something we made up to do. And um, anyway, we kind of, finished our time in prayer together and we're like, wow, I don't know what God is doing, but this is major. And so I actually, I was so excited about what we saw that I went and I, I messaged this, this one lady that I'm in contact with a lot from South Africa. I said, you wouldn't believe this. And I basically told her all the stuff that had happened. And, and she just said, no way, there really was this covenant. And she told me about the history. Apparently they, you know, it's in the history that there was this covenant made, um, these Christians, uh, and that none of that was fulfilled, and that's why all of this 
racial divide thing is happening is because of that, that broken covenant. And then she said, and right now, people are outside taking pictures and standing in the rain because it's raining, and it's raining so much it's starting to flood. And that, we were like, yes, this is amazing. And so it was so cool to see that, that God broke that out, and he just, he had bigger plans. And so we're not, you know, we're like, okay, however you want to use this, God, you know. <laughs> Nothing special here. Um, but we're just willing. That's it. We're willing and we're saying, God, whatever you want to do. And so, you know, Kim said, I think that God's saying that we need to go sooner. Well, I started in the flesh freaking out. This is me. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, we don't have money for that. How are we going to do this? And <laughs> how do we know when to go? And it was just this weird. I have to have a timeline. And so I really asked God, um, I said, God, I know it's unreasonable, but could you just somehow give me exact dates that we need to go? And, and all of a sudden, this word came to me. It's like I saw the letters, and may, may, if you guys know of the Jewish calendar, you might know more than me, but I, I'm not really versed in all that. And I got this, it was S-U-K-K-O-T. And so I, um, I was like, I don't know what that is. I'll Google that. And so I Googled it. Jewish calendar um, said that it was, this is one of the feasts. It's the Feast of Tabernacles in um, September 23rd through 30th. And so anyway, I'm like, thank you, God. Okay, it's exact. I needed that. And so anyway, we're going at that time, and, and that's... Uh, you know, by faith, totally by faith. In fact, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. We need to get plane tickets. And so the source has been amazing to let us basically use the source uh, loaning system. That's what I'm going to call it for the moment. But basically um, to be able to buy the tickets and then repay them. And so um, we are going and doing these different conferences. God is another thing that he said. He said, you're going to go and you're going to travel and teach. And I'm like, nobody cares what we have to say. And so this is, <laughs> this is what I said in my head. And of course, that's not true. And so anyway, people have been asking us to come and teach and we did. And this last one we did, we went um, to this tiny little place. There was this lady who asked us to go to slap out Oklahoma. Didn't know that was a place. In fact, it's only a little bump in the road. There are like two buildings there or something. A gas station. There is a gas station. We know that. That wasn't working when we needed it. But anyway, um, <laughs> we went down to, um, actually, we were going to go to do this in this lady's basement because that's the only place that there was to gather. But they had too many people sign up. So <laughs> she had to move it to Follett, Texas, um, to a church there. And so um, we, it's only like 15 minutes away. It's like in the panhandle. Okay. There you go. Okay. Anyway, so we went and we had like 31 people at this little conference and, um, everybody was super hungry and they were from all these tiny little towns and then outside the tiny little towns and, um, all different backgrounds and they just received total breakthrough and miraculous healing and all this different stuff that happened it was amazing and um you know I don't know if I don't think Jason said anything today but we usually do trading where basically it's when you you feel that nudge in the spirit um to just I need that that's what God I'm I I believe that then you trade into that and you basically you're you're sowing and reaping so you're you're putting something in and offering to God to receive what he has for you and so anyway we were doing that during the conference and it's something that we we really believe is is a God thing and so anyway um 
afterwards, Kim said, so Christine, um, I just got to show you something. And she pulled out the little money bag that we brought, and it was like stacked. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? And she said, this is what they traded in for our South Africa trip. And so she went through and, and counted, and it was like $1,500 that... Oh, 18, okay, it was crazy. And so anyway, $1,800 from these 31 little people, you know, and that was God. That was multiplication from God, I believe. And so whatever it was, that was amazing because, you know, we're raising just under 5000 for us, and then there's another lady who's coming with us who you, uh, you might have seen her. She comes here sometimes when she's in town, but she's from Ulysses, Kansas. She also does the Engaging Heaven classes with us, and she... Um, Anyway, she's had all this amazing download from South Africa, too. And so, um, yeah, okay, there's just a lot. But God is behind it, and it's so cool to see how he's putting it, like he's doing it just because we're step-by-step being obedient. And anyway, I don't know what exactly is in store. We have several people asking us to come teach while we're there and um, some really divine connections that are happening. So that's good. But I want Kim to talk about, like, the real mission the real mission of what we're, we're going to do. Okay, so um, yes, we will be going and teaching, but also, like I said, I was talking about driving out darkness. Um, the Lord has really shown us that as much as we can do with him and the spirit, he needs us to go physically this time um, to be able to really um, start shaking up the atmosphere there um, and the darkness and really starting to get it to dissipate. And so um, I know that this is all super hyper-spiritual, but it's a real thing. And if I'm going to put it in just normal terms, we're going to reclaim the land for the Lord because everything he created is his, and a lot of it has been taken over by the enemy because he has dominion here. And um, what I know more than anything is that he is under our feet, and he has no right to the things that the Lord shows us are, can't be his. And so we're, we're going to take back the land, essentially. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to press in and pray, and we're going to start breaking up the darkness and pushing it out, reclaiming the land for the Lord, um, which I know it sounds all crazy and complicated. I've done that here. This has happened on this land that, I mean, where this building is. There's this... It's not a city block, but this plot that this building is on, I mean, you know this story. The Lord led us here when it was empty. Well, it was vacant, and it had been looted and broken into and vandalized, and there were a bunch of homeless people living in here and just kind of tearing the place up. Um, But he led us here. We'd never seen the building before. told us to start praying. We did. He showed us what he wants for this building for the body of Christ to be able to pour out into the city, into the nation and the world for his kingdom to come. And I, I believe more than anything else that his kingdom will come. And it's important that we step into his will to be able to see that happen. And so in that, part of what he's had me do is I just pray and I just cast out the darkness here it like it is not welcome so I don't know if you've ever noticed there's kind of it's there's kind of this underground following I don't know of these people who know this has happened here <laughs> but they'll come here because 
Darkness can't stand on this land. It has been reclaimed, and the Lord has said it is holy land again. And so this little plot of land in the middle of Wichita, in the middle of Kansas, in the middle of the United States, doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is because it's his. And so this is what he's calling to us to go do there, and that's a big part of my role. Chris is the teacher. I'm the pushing back darkness girl or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a big deal. And it, it isn't just for South Africa, but this just happens to be where he's called us to go. And it actually has nothing to do with the social issues that are there. It has to do with what the enemy's doing in people there and in the land there. And so I will not stand for the enemy taking over people and people groups and causing hatred and division and murder and all of this discord among the people who should be the lords. Um, and so obviously I get real passionate about this. Andrea can attest to this. Rachel can attest to this. The enemy comes up and I say, oh, heck no, you are a punk and you have no right here. And so that's essentially what we're going to do in South Africa. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's like... That's Kim's big role. I, I don't have that role. I, I mean, I do walk in in the light, obviously, but I know for sure that what happens is everywhere we go, um, we're standing under an open heaven. And so what happens is that the light literally comes with us and we carry the authority and the power of Christ when we walk in anywhere. And so when God has shown us that this is where we're supposed to go, it's for his glory, right. not for our glory, nothing. We're going, actually, one of the cool things about what we're doing, I think that's pretty important, is that we're gathering a bunch of people that we've been pouring into so that they can work together, but also to empower them to be able to steward the land and to be able to walk in that authority that they're called to walk in. And so the thing is, we aren't going to say, hey, we have all this authority in your own nation. You know, we're going to say, hey, we want you guys to walk in this. And so we'll do whatever it takes to get you guys empowered to start bringing that forth. And so I think that that's really important because it isn't one of those we're going there and then we're coming home sort of thing. You know, a lot of short-term mission trips are like that where you just go, oh, yeah, we're going to affect you for like two days and then you go home. And it's not going to be like that. We are bringing something to, it's like a seed that we're planting there that will that will grow in those people. And so they're so excited for us to come. They're just like, please, please come. Will you stay with us? Can we cook for you? You know, they're, they're excited for us to come. But we we just know that, we're going for a very short amount of time. I mean like four days kind of thing. We're a very short amount of time gonna be there. But what we're doing is we're gonna pack that time. I mean, we're not like having this, we're resting for a day because of jet lag. We're gonna pack the time to see the kingdom released there. And so we're just real excited about what God is gonna do. Um, he's shown us so much that we, we can't deny that he's behind it, you know? <laughs> when he starts showing up like that, you just go, oh, yes, Lord, whatever you say that I'm in. And so anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's, he's just really kind of shown us that we're standing in the gap for, so that people there can be equipped to be able to steward what the Lord is wanting to happen there. So because he knows our hearts and he knows that we'll do what he says, that's essentially what it is. I don't think there's really anything terribly special about us except that we just say, yes, God, whatever, whatever you want, we will do. 
Um, and But he's, it's pretty clear that we're temporary. We're going to then train people so that they can do this and they can steward the land because they're the people who are there. You know, it's like I steward this land because I'm here, you know, um, and it's an ongoing thing for me here. But to be able to train and equip them um, to be able to do that and really take the authority, I think you're right. That is the big part of it. Um, so, yeah, what else? Questions and answers. Questions and answers. Yes, ma'am. No, it is us and then another lady, Lisa from Ulysses. And it's still possible that there may be a couple others who are going to. I mean, we're just saying whoever feels called to come with us, you know, right. as long as they're a part of this vision. So. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Whoever feels called come with us. Um, you, I mean, it just has to be that God is pouring out this vision and this purpose because that's what we're going for. So it isn't a vacation, you know. You're not going to just get to go and, and swim in the ocean of South Africa or something. It's not going to be like that. We're just going to go for this specific purpose. And so um, we do have Trish, who is a part of our bench that we talked about. You know, we were the ones praying together in that first session. Um she and her husband are praying about going too, and so they might be joining us too. But as of now, we have the three plane tickets about together with the same flight plan, and so we'll see. Um, we also have, um, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Sarah Jernigan, but um, she is praying about going too to be that other um, kind of support. She brings another piece with this um, spiritual and physical healing, and so... Um, we we realized, I think, this last time we we went just to that little Follett, Texas, right, um, for that conference. And we had extreme kickback from the enemy, um, extreme kickback from the enemy uh, on our, well, going there and as we came back. And um, Dr. Sarah was a big part of, of really helping us come out of that. And so anyway, um, she might be coming with us for that same sort of purpose, but it's all about, I, I hope, you know, I do want to answer this one question that Jason asked, even though he's not in here, but, um, there is a real, real need. I'm going to be like, Oh, okay. There's a real need for, um, prayer covering for us because we've been going and doing a lot of this without it. I'll be honest. Like, not really people knowing what we were needing and not anybody covering us in prayer. But the enemy is like seriously against what we're doing. Um, there's so much that is a, that what we're bringing is transforming people. And he knows that that's what's happening and he is doing everything to come against us. And so um, anyway, we are in desperate need of prayer. Um, coming up to the trip, but especially while we're there, even traveling there, everything, coming back, um, we really, really need that covering. And so, you know, I know that a lot of people who go on missions say, yes, if you could just cover us in prayer and give us some money, you know what? I know that the funds will come. I know. I don't know how. I just know that the funds will come. And if you feel led to give, by all means do that. But I am begging for anybody who feels led to pray for us to just actually commit to doing that. Like, 
consistently. Um, and we'll probably remind you right before we leave because that's like real important then too. Um, but that's, we need warriors, you know, we need the people who are like, this is what I do is I, I go and I pray and I, I press in and I cover them and I have a word for them and whatever you have, that's what we need. And so, um, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to say that because I think, I don't know if there's any real specific prayer needs except for just pray what you feel led. I mean, really pray for our protection, pray for, you know, the angels to come alongside us to, um, for the enemy to be held back for all of, for death to stay away for, you know, all of these things. We need like divine health. We need, um, divine provision. We need just, divine connections with people. I mean, all of that needs to happen. And so this has to be from God. And so that's what we really need prayer for. Okay, yeah. Go to thesourcewichita.com slash give. And you can give, um, put it in the memo, put South Africa. That's easy. Or you could give in person, uh, cash or check, same thing. Write a check to the South, or to the Source Wichita. Put in the memo South Africa. Um, it's that easy. If you have cash, I would say put it in an envelope if you can, or at least give it to one of us and say it's for South Africa. <laughs> so that would be ideal um, if you feel led to give into that and so into it. And I will tell you this: I, I like I said, I really believe God will multiply. So even if you feel like all I got is 10 bucks to put into this, I think that it's huge. And it is sowing seed into